Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Casey, the floor is yours. All right, how you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase indie entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say, if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. That's a bit of a weakness because I'm on there pretty much all the time. Uh, my Twitter handle is at CuttingRoomMRB, and I need to redo this. Great. Okay, let's start this again. Uh, okay, it's <laughs> just not my morning. Uh, Melissa, just bear with me, all right? Yep. All right. Okay, can I just get you to say your name twice, please? Melissa Plett. Melissa Plett. Perfect. All right, let's go. Broadcasting live on the Mixed Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Casey, the floor is yours. All right, take two. How you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of the cutting room floor. A uh, little podcast that I started to showcase any entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say if you've got a story to tell or project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, so the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. Uh, you can ask anybody that knows me. It's a bit of a weakness with me because I'm on there pretty much all the time. My Twitter handle is at CuttingRoomMRB. Uh, or you can like me on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash CuttingRoomMRB. Uh, so I've got kind of a an interesting situation here today. I've, I've got two shows back to back. This is something that I don't normally do, but I try to keep up with all the favors that I'm giving to people. And, and, uh, I don't like saying no to interviews cause I, there's some really cool stories out there. And when certain people ask me for things, then I, I really try to make accommodations for those. Uh, so we're going to be doing two hours again today, one of which is going to be right here on the Mix Radio Network, and then we're going to t- hop over uh, very quickly over to uh, TalkShoe, and I'm going to run another show over there. Uh, so just to give you an idea as to how this is going to work, um, first of all, I wanted to thank Michael Cardillo and The Wolf. Uh, Michael Cardillo actually composed my theme song there, and The Wolf acts as my announcer. You can listen to him and Susan every Friday night from 8 o'clock until midnight on the Mix Radio Network. Uh, I also wanted to give a quick thank you for my first guest to, to a, t- a mutual friend of ours, Tanya Belanger. Uh, Tanya's somebody that I've known for a long time. She's a very good friend of my wife's and, and mine, for that matter. And uh, about a month ago or so, I, I asked for some music to play on the show, and she said, you ought to listen to my friend Melissa's stuff, and I became a quick fan right away. I've played her over the course of the last few weeks, and I'm proud to have her on the show because she's on the verge of making another big trip down to Nashville. So... Uh, Melissa Plett is with us in the first segment, and uh, just to give you some information on her, she's a talented country music singer, originally from uh, from out west a little bit there, but she now hangs her hat in Montreal, so it's always fun to interview somebody locally. Uh, she's also a fitness coach. Uh, again, she's on her way to Nashville, and she brands herself as the Prairie Born and the Country Proud. I love it when people come up with little sound bites like that. Uh, and the face of Melissa's Mystery Train, which is her band. Uh, so the cutting room floor proudly welcomes, and you're going to be hearing some of her music again today, Melissa Platt. Melissa, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me, Casey. So the first question I always have for everybody is a bit of a, an icebreaker here. Is that I get all of your information right, or is that close enough, as I like to say? Yeah, I'd say that's about right. That's close enough for me. Close enough for you? Okay, yeah. all right. I'll take close enough. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you, I'm, I'm just kind of curious about this. Uh, now, you're originally from, I think you said Winnipeg, right? Yeah, well, actually, originally, originally from a little town city called Steinbach, Manitoba, just southeast of Winnipeg. 
And uh, yeah, but I roamed around a lot, graduated high school and hit the road. So I was there for the, I don't know, 10 years after high school. And then uh, the last three years I've been in Montreal. Yep. So I, I guess, how did you wind up gravitating towards this part of the country? Uh, I think like most Mennonite girls, it's the French men that pull us out, out this direction. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I met someone that was uh, out working in Manitoba on the prairies. And then after about four years, he said it was time to come back to his quote unquote homeland. So uh, I, I came on out with him. I came out kicking and screaming a little bit. And, uh, but I was going to be touring, had released a second CD with my band at the time, Melissa Plett and these guys. So he thought, if you're going to tour, what does it matter if he sits in Montreal or sits in Winnipeg? So uh, it made sense for him to come here, and then I just came on out after him. That sounds bad. That sounds really bad. No, it doesn't sound bad. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I know people that have, you know, that's how my my friend and his wife hooked up. She was out here, you know, on some kind of forestry project, and he was doing something else, uh, you know, in the uh, in the geography department for Concordia, and, and uh, you know, she moved from France to here. I mean, that's that kind of yeah. stuff happens all the time, right? Well, exactly. And if you find the right person that lets you keep uh, pursuing your goals and your dreams, then you'd be an idiot not to go with him. Now, I, I got to ask you, how did you get started in music in the first place? This sounds to me like you, you've had a lifelong love of it. Is that right? Yeah, it's actually funny. Um, I grew up thinking I was going to be an actress. Um, I auditioned for and got accepted to a, a Broadway school in New York. Then I went to Vancouver and pursued acting. I actually fell into radio and along the way... Um, I grew up playing piano and, uh, and singing in choirs. And then along the way of roaming um, across Canada, I figured I got tired of breaking into churches and schools to play their pianos. So I taught myself guitar. And then in 2005, I played a little segment at the Winnipeg Folk Festival and then it just kind of took off from there. And, and uh, I mean, all this time later, uh, how many uh, albums or CDs have you got out right now? I would say two, but I'm, we're currently releasing, uh, well, no, it is two, but I'm working on a, a demos right now with my Montreal band, Melissa's Mystery Train, and uh, I feel like now the songs I've written over the years are finally coming out to be exactly how I want them, so I'm excited to share them uh, with these guys here in Montreal and head down to Nashville and see how much more epic we can make them and hopefully record them down there in Nashville. Now, you mentioned that these are, you know, this is all new material. Do you do any covers, or is this all stuff that you've written yourself or, uh, yeah, originally? Kind of yeah, like? these are all my songs. These I are all yours, all. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, no. no. And, and you do write all of your own stuff, right? I do, I write it all. Um, there's been, uh, since writing it, definitely some collaboration with the boys here in Montreal that have helped perfect it. Um, I can't deny that. They're, they're amazing. And... Uh, and then we do one or two, you know, we throw in the odd cover song at shows because people like that. And uh, we have an awesome rendition that I do up for um, Johnny Cash's Walk the Line. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, I've been a fan of his since I was about 10 years old. My dad introduced me to him on the truck. And, uh, and so you can't play Johnny Cash and try and play like Johnny Cash. You either got to play it differently or don't play it at all. And I think we do a good job of it. Uh, no, and uh, my my father was a, a huge Johnny Cash, or I should say, is still a huge Johnny Cash fan. And uh, you know, you're right; he's one of those guys that you can't go out there with the sake of you know trying to imitate him. You've no. either got to try yeah. to make it your own because he would have respected that anyway. I think. I think so. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I uh, I was down in Nashville a little bit ago, like like uh, I think you kind of led on to. 
And I went and visited Johnny Cash's grave, which was a big deal for me. It sounds really cheesy, but it was a big deal for me. And then uh, that led me to this little church called the Nashville Cowboy Church. And then I met Johnny Cash's sister, and I ended up uh, hanging out with her and her husband and singing hymns with them. And that was pretty mind-blowing. You actually met his sister. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like that... uh, we're we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no, but that still is pretty cool, all right. To 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 be able to talk to somebody like that who who you know, had an intimate knowledge of who that guy was, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely was uh, crazy. I've been asked the uh, next time when I come down to actually sing in their church, sing a couple hymns. So that's like to me, that's mind blowing to think back to ten to when I was ten years old and connecting with some deep voice singer in my dad's truck and and to today it just feels like it's all crazy full circle thing happening so we're we're gonna tee up one here right now and then i'm gonna you know come back and talk to you a little bit more about some of your other work uh, with your uh, your foundation and that kind of thing if that's okay with you but uh, I talk about everything. You Casey. talk about everything. All right. Oh yeah. All right. Well, okay. We're gonna do that then. <laughs> uh, so I think the one that you and I agreed to play here was uh, was Mexico, right? Yeah. So, this is a good one. W- what have you got to say about this? Well, this one actually, I was uh, doing a missions trip down in Mexico where my sister works with an organization, and I had a day off, so I went for a little stroll, and I was I was quite a bit younger, long blonde hair, short mini skirt pretty much an idiot going for a walk like that by myself and uh all of a sudden somebody grabbed my ass I screamed hit them turned to see it was a man on a motorbike not running motorbike he was pushing it along the sidewalk kick-started his motorbike and took off so I went home and wrote a song about it okay <laughs> you never know where inspiration's <laughs> gonna strike uh is this off the new album or is this uh yeah this is a demo on the new album this is one of the songs I wrote a while ago and there's a little breakdown in here you'll notice and this was definitely, this breakdown for me makes this song even better. And it was only put together with Melissa's Mystery Train. So that's a little tweaking that the boys of Montreal have helped me with. You'll hear it. It's, it's pretty good. Okay, we're, we're going to talk about your bandmates too. Uh, because these are, you, you got one hell of a group of musicians behind you here. I got to say that. So well, I, I want to hear more about these guys too. So uh, right now we're going to take a bit of a break. Uh, Melissa, I'm going to ask you to mute up, please. And then we're going to, uh, we're going to play Mexico and then we're going to be back uh, again with the artist on the cutting room floor. Yeah. 
That's a good old-fashioned hurting song right there. <laughs> I tell you. That was good. What kind of... So, uh, great stuff, Melissa. Thank you. Uh, no, Thank uh, you. Like all the other stuff I've played. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned Johnny Cash as, as one of your biggest influences. Uh, who, would say, who are some of the others that you look to? Uh, it's funny. I go extreme. I go from uh, Johnny Cash and Kitty Wells all the way extreme to Etta James, Aretha Franklin. I always wished I could wail like them for some reason. I practice in my car. Um, and then, of course, there's always the classics. I grew up being the baby of five kids, so uh, a little rock and roll influenced by, uh, you know, Rolling Stones, all the classic stuff. It's really... <laughs> I think there's a time and a place for all music. I like it all, except for, I would say, electronica and death metal. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some that, that you just don't want to go there, right? Yeah, but, uh... yeah. No, and I'm a lyric person, so... I, you know, there's, I, I like it all, but I always listen to the lyrics first. And I guess maybe death metal is hard to understand. No, and, and I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I picked up on a little, you know, kind of Chris Christopherson vibe in there too. Uh, yeah, well, he was a good one. He was a good songwriter. No, no my, my father always said that he was the best poet out there. So, yeah. yeah, and he wrote, he was a songwriter before he was known for being a singer, right? That's so. right, yeah, yeah. Well, some people could argue that he wasn't known much for being a singer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but... Uh, I mean, the highwayman, you know the highwayman, I guess? Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I grew up with all that stuff in the house, uh, you know, the Willie Nelson and the George Jones and all that yes. stuff. So, uh, That's but, awesome. But, That's the good stuff. People need to get back to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, my dad had a bumper sticker that said, Hag for President, so... Oh right. my goodness, all that right. would be the day. Uh, all right, so we know that you've got all of this great music work here, but I you know, also featured very heavily on your website. I, I know that you're a fitness trainer too, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's something I've been doing on the set for health and fitness um, because uh, about a year and a half ago, my mom passed away with brain cancer. And so I actually, we tried fighting for about a year to save her. And, and some of us started kicking our own butts health and fitness wise to try and get super healthy and strong so that if she lost mobility, we could, you know, physically pick her up and carry her, not just out of reaction. And then uh, she passed away and I kind of threw in the towel on all that, which I can now look back and go, I think that's totally fair for people to grieve and throw in the towel on stuff. Um, and then I even threw in the towel on music. I wasn't going to be a musician anymore. It just was done. And uh, about, yeah, December is when I, I you know, met a coach, a, a fitness coach. And she got me, kind of got my head wrapped around the idea of getting back to being healthy. And I had just started playing music again the, uh, six months before that. So it was a snowball effect into this. And, and I just want to help people live a happy, healthy life, whatever that is, um, and be a part of that journey because I have been through so many journeys since I was, you know, I got in a, a horrible accident when I was 13 years old, was so, should have passed away. I've had my journey, everybody has their journey, and we got to walk together and support each other and help each other live their life to the fullest. So that's why I'm taking on that challenge as well. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, do you find it easy to sort of create the marriage between philanthropy and music? I know a lot of people do, right? Uh, yeah, or or, or, or is process. it two separate worlds for you? I, you know. It's kind of hard to separate when you're, when you're very passionate about living life to its fullest. It's hard to separate anything because you put that into all areas. Um, and living life to its fullest includes being healthy, right? Um, but it also includes taking it with a grain of salt and not being too hard on yourself. Like, so, no, I think it all goes together. It all blends together. Definitely, definitely. 
now, do you do you get a chance to play many live shows? I know I, I unfortunately missed out on the opportunity to to see you recently, right? Yeah, last uh, last week Tuesday or the Tuesday before that, we played at Divan Orange. And uh, we try to play in Montreal at least once or twice a month, but we've been doing some demo work, so it's slowed down. Um, we are playing a fundraising gig on July 23rd at, uh, out here in Montreal. But, yeah, we're playing every month pretty actively. We went on tour in spring. Uh, we could always be more and more busy, but it will only get busier from here, I believe. That's, that's my goal for the year, so... Everybody needs to like us on Facebook, Melissa's Mystery Train, and come on out and check us out, because I promise it's fun. Ask anybody that's been there. It's fun. <laughs> so, it's, I, now i got to ask you, you mentioned that you were out on tour, right? And uh, how, how far did the tour take you? Did you grow, did you grow uh, That time we just went west. I had to bring the boys of Montreal to the good old plains of Manitoba. So we toured from here to Winnipeg and back. Okay, well, that's pretty far. Right? Yeah, it was a bit of a journey. It was the first time we toured together too, so it was a good learning curve. <laughs> do, you, do you guys actually fly out there? Or did you, do you you drive the whole way basically? Come on, I'm a truck driver's daughter. We got to drive. Yeah, I did well, the drive. It's, it's, it's kind of a that's that's a hell of a hike. I mean, I, yeah, it's about a 23-hour car. 20, yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say the the furthest that I've ever driven is Sault Ste. Marie, and that's only about halfway, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the halfway point. That's where we stop for night. That's where you stop for the night? Okay, yeah, all right, and then yeah. we keep going. Uh, so, now, on the subject of, of you know getting the guys out on the road, right, you, you mentioned that you had this crew with you, and you got a great big sound behind you there, right? Oh. So, so what, what can you tell us about your group? Oh, gosh, what can't I tell you about these guys? Uh, yeah, like I wasn't playing music anymore. The guitar player Mike is from Manitoba. We know a lot of the same people, but we never actually met before. Uh, he came out here and uh, contacted me, said, you know, people told him to get in touch with me. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll play, maybe, maybe. But uh, a couple years before that, I had actually met the bass player and the drummer. Uh, they were play going on tour to Festival de Voyageur in Manitoba. And they were playing with another Quebec guy. I'm sure you've heard of him. His name is Joseph Edgar. Have you heard of him? He's amazing. If you haven't, oh, you yeah, got vaguely, I, I know the name vaguely, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. So they were playing at there, and we met on an airplane. Uh, and so fast forward three years later, and I hadn't really hung out with him much. We'd never played music together. This guy, Mike, contacts me. So I contact this guy, Alex. I'm like, do you want to, should we try and jam and see? And we got together, and I told them, guys, I actually don't want to play music anymore. But I couldn't put you off anymore. So I brought you this beer, and I hope you have a good day. And then we were all kind of like, well, we're here anyway. Let's play one or two songs. And I played a couple songs with those two guys. And then forget it. I was like, what am I doing? What's wrong with me? These guys are amazing. And then Alex contacted, Alex is the bass player. He contacted Frank, the drummer. He came in and Frank is probably one of the best drummers I've yet to play with as well. These guys are crazy good. And even if you don't like the music, just watching them on stage is so freaking fun. So I, I mean, you know, from my understanding of it, like I've only ever been there once on business for, for a week. But I, my understanding of it, though, is that... Uh, you know, Winnipeg actually has a fairly decent-sized French-Canadian community out there, too, right? I believe it is the largest French settlement outside of Quebec. Outside of Quebec, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's the second largest French winter festival is Festival de Voyageur. No, yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, yeah, I, mean I, I would argue that there's a lot of people in northern Ontario that would probably argue with that right now because uh, oh, there's, yeah. there's been a big boom of uh, French-Canadians moving up there, but, but they have a big community. 
right? Well, yeah, and it could have changed since I've been out here, but that was always uh, what I learned when I was on the prairies. <laughs> so did you did you have, you know, to, to that extent, I mean, it must have been a little bit easier for you blending in when you came to Montreal, right? Well, I didn't speak French. Oh, you so didn't? Okay. No, right. no, but I was around it, and um, there's a awesome bar I had hosted a jam night at for about two or three years in Winnipeg in the French uh, area of Festival de, uh, sorry, Saint Boniface. The bar is called Le Garage. So I was used to mingling with the French Canadians because of that awesome bar. I, I was kind of a regular playing at weekly, but it's still a bit of a shocker coming out here. If you are from the prairies and you come to Montreal, Montreal is a tough city. It's, it's tough, especially when people get weirded out when you just want to talk to them randomly. They're not used to that kind of outward kindness, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, wait, okay, run that by me one more time. Well, I, I got a lot of reactions from people. I like to just approach anyone and talk to anyone. And it's definitely not the Manitoba prairies. It's People are a little bit more guarded on the island as a whole, I would say. Obviously not everyone, so I don't want people to get offended about that. But I am definitely realize that it's a... It's a little bit, it's a tough city, obviously. It's a bigger city, so that happens, right? Winnipeg is like a big town. Can't really compare the two. No, no, and uh, I would argue that too, that a lot of people say that, that uh, it's uh, it's not an easy place if you're, you know, just coming in for the first time, but once you're here and you like it, then, you know, a lot of people will have... Yeah, you gotta, you gotta fight through it a bit, and once you fight through the initial uh, shock of it, I know lots of people that have moved here and then quickly moved away, and... Uh, it takes a while to, you know, especially if you don't speak French, to, to get your, your settings here and get, but once you do, frick, I'm not moving back to Manitoba. I love it here, and I'm being totally, like, I'm all for Quebec. I love it. <laughs> but, and the other thing is, too, is that, that Quebec is traditionally a huge market for country music, too, right? I mean, you see this all over the place here, right? That, Which is funny. Off the island, it is, but if you play shows on the island, people are like, oh, you got to leave Quebec. It, there's no market here, and I... I'm excited to show the island that there is a market and there's people that love country. I mean, look at Festival uh, St. Tit. That's like, what, the second largest Western festival in Canada? No, they, 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 come on. Anybody that says it's not a market for country music in Quebec isn't listening to the radio enough as far as uh. I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I mean, you, 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 know, you hear the French Canadians singing those songs all the time. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. So, it might be the English people saying it then. I don't know. Because there certainly isn't, at least I don't know of any English country radio stations on the island do you no i don't but but uh i mean that's a fair point and i've actually was asked to to bring this up by a, a co-worker who uh who is a country music fan and is from from montreal he says he says how do you stand out as an english artist you know doing country music i mean you, you hear about pop phenoms coming from the french canadian community or even occasionally the the anglophone community but that's that's kind of a tough nut to crack when you think about it it is. So let's crack it together. Let's go. Okay. What number. the hell? Let's break out all the barriers, right? That's what I'm here for. Screw it. Right? <laughs> I'm here to set my mark. I let's like your energy, Melissa. Floor. What can I tell you? All right. Um, so you got this trip to Nashville coming up. What's this all about now? Well, actually, I'm, next week it is for the fitness uh, stuff I'm going for. But while I'm down there, I'm planning to have meetings with, uh, with uh, vocal instructors as well as a producer I'm hoping to work with and potentially some booking agents. So it's a twofold right there. I'm going down there for the fitness, but I'm hoping to use the, 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 mu- the time for music as well. And then I have been blessed with an American visa to go play in the States for the next year. So as of July 25th, I'm heading back to Nashville to play my first official show 
uh, August 8th in Nashville. I'm pretty jacked about that. Well, no, and, and I, I wish you nothing but the best of, uh, of luck with it, right? And, Thanks. Um, so I guess what we're going to do now is uh, I, I've got one more track to play for you. We're, we're still trying to get... Uh, uh, Javi Galt Miller on. I don't know where he is, but I'm hoping that he's going to show up. If not, then we'll uh, do some creative tap dancing here in the second half. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. So, uh, Javi, if you're there, dude, I'm ready to have you hop on. <laughs> so, um, but I, I do, in all seriousness, have one more song to, to tee up for you. This one's a much different feel. Uh, and what can you tell us about Finger? Oh, wow. This song I wrote as a joke because uh, I literally had a lump on my finger and it's on my wedding finger and I figured I've moved all the way to Quebec. Why isn't there a real ring on that finger? Uh, and so I wrote this song. <laughs> it's not much of a backstory. No, and, and this one's, uh, you know, much. it's got more of a, uh, a pop country feel kind of to it, too, right? It's uh, a lot more. Yeah, up, yeah lot I love dancing. So I, it's good to add some mix in there where you get to get up and dance. Well, no, yeah, you know, you don't want to get out there and have all this you know, heavy material. People yeah. want to get up and out of their chairs and enjoy themselves a little bit too, right? Exactly, exactly. All right, so what I'm going to do is before I play this, uh, I'm going to do the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up uh, with Jason, with comedian Jason Halley, and then I'm going to play your song, and then we're going to come back and talk to you for a couple more minutes. Is that okay? Sounds awesome. All right, okay. So uh, let's get Mr. Hadley in here so that he can tell us all the weird news and rumors in Hollywood this week. It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Paris Hilton's back in the news, declaring her boyfriend of two months is in fact her soulmate. Wait, l let me try this again. Paris Hilton's had a soul for the last two months. Singer R. Kelly's being sued by his brother for $11,000 in back pay after only three months of being his personal assistant. However, it can't be nearly as bad as working for rapper Flavor Flav, where the clock is always on you. Make sure you catch the new trailer for the upcoming installment of the Hunger Games franchise. Of course, any movie fan can tell you the real Hunger Games is battling the long lines at the concession stand. Chalk up a win for Kanye West, who railed against Scott Disick for abandoning his family in the wake of his recent cheating scandal. However, don't put too much stock in celebrity family advice, as unfortunately 19 kids and counting pedophile Josh Duggar also believe that family should come first. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Wrap Up. There's a lump on my finger where there's supposed to be a ring Pain at the thought how I used to have a heart Hole in my stomach, I can't keep nothing down Not since you said you'd stop coming around Thirty years past, I feel sore for my dad Seems he'll never get that father-daughter dance Grandkids that I promise 
damn. <laughs> I like that. All right, cool. Uh, another great one, Melissa. What can I tell you? So this about, you. That's about four songs that I've played for you in total on this show, right? Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to keep them coming for you. Well, yeah, you better. All right. So, that's great. Thank you. Um, okay, so you got this thing coming up on the uh, on the 23rd, right? So let's, yeah, let's, let's exactly. get in. Let's just get in uh, one solid plug for that, and uh, where people can go to, uh, to to buy copies of your existing work or keep track of all the great work that you're doing. Okay. Well, you can check me out, obviously, melissaplett.com. That's a difficult last name in Quebec. It's P-L-E-T-T, melissaplett.com. Obviously, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, or Melissa's Mystery Train. Um, my albums are for sale on iTunes, all those classic online places. And the fundraising event is for um, an acting studio I actually manage here in Montreal. The acting studio is called Stray On. Actually, the fundraiser is not for Stray On. It's students from Stray On that are doing a pilot screening. My bad. It's called Battle Jar. And the uh, fundraiser is on July 23rd with Melissa's Mystery Train playing at it. And it's, I can't pronounce the name of the bar. Bar Le Pa. I can't. I don't even want to butcher okay, it. Yeah, you, you, want to, you want to message it to me and I can take a run at it for you? Yeah. Send, me... send it to me in Skype there and I'll take a run at it in my own broken <laughs> French. You gonna do it? How do I even send you a message? I'm such an idiot. Oh, here we go. Sorry. There you go. Try All right. that. All right, let me try this. Bar le passage. Ah, right. there you go. So that means See? the uh, non-tamed. I'm new and trying. So yeah, that's where we're gonna be playing for the fundraiser on July 23rd. It's gonna be a blast. All right. Okay. So, uh, what can I tell you, Melissa? This has been a lot of fun. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it's been great being here. Yeah. Great. Great to meet you finally too. Uh, I am. Send. Please do send me some information on that one, and I'll. I'll try not to miss that one. Uh, awesome. Okay. And I, I. I mean, I want to say I did plan to go to the last one. I was just beat. Hey, <laughs> so. no stress at all. You'll come out sometime. All right. And uh, like I said, tell Tanya I said hello the next time you see her too. All right. I will do it. Thanks, Casey. Have a great day. All right. So it uh, looks like uh, Javier, uh, Javier uh, Galt Miller is not going to be able to make it today. I will book him to come back another time. Uh, he had kind of a great pulp comic going there called Lesbian Zombies from Outer Space that was going to be kind of a fun conversation to say the least. Uh, I'm going to be hopping over to my old home on TalkShoe and I've just booked a second guest for that one. So I'm actually going to be talking with Rachel Israel. Kurt Anger and Aaron English are going to be on uh, at the top of the hour. So give me 20 minutes and I'll be back uh, on the old format. So on behalf of my guests today, again, with a, a thank you to, uh, to Tanya Belanger and Wolf and uh, Michael Cardillo. You've been listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. I'll talk to you guys in a few minutes. Cut, print, wrap, and I am done. That was another edition of the cutting room floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor.